almost like savoring a bowl of ramen. If you just mm. when you're opening a new board game, you get a quiet little booth, and you just kind of like, ooh, oh. nice. <laughs> Getting and, the full uh, flavor. Yeah. yeah, I just got a new game today, and I'm like, I can't wait to like open it. I don't even know what it looks plastic. like. Plastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to Two Asians, One Board. We are your hosts. I'm Darren. My name is Rio. And we are back for our second episode. We're back. Yeah, that's already twice the number of episodes than before. So there we go. Making exponential progress. 200%. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, we edited and listened to the first episode. And I got to say, for a first episode, I thought it was pretty good. For a first episode, right? Yeah, we got to give ourselves some slack. In regards to how how uh, how high we are aiming, uh, but uh, yeah, this is the second, so it's going to be twice as good, hopefully. Yeah, we're just going to yeah. brush up the uh, audio quality a little bit, and yeah. we're mm-hmm. going to put a little break in the middle, mm-hmm. and um, hopefully it'll be a lot better. So uh, here's to at least two more. <laughs> at least two more. Yeah, <laughs> we got to double our current double then. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how's it going, Rio? What you been up to? I've been good. Uh, things have been very busy. It's holiday season, of course, so everything is ramping up. Work is ramping up. Board games are ramping up. A lot of uh, <laughs> a lot going on at uh, during this season. What about you? Yeah, we're we're uh, uh, heading off to Toronto for the Christmas holiday, as we usually do to see family. Mm, and nice. I always bring a gigantic bag of games because yeah. when we go to friends houses sometimes we like to play games but guy i tell you when you have like a lot of games it's really hard to decide what to bring what and to bring you want to bring you're games gonna that you're gonna play yeah, yeah there's no exactly. point bringing games that you don't play yeah but you got to take into account who's going to be playing and mm. what what kind of games they like to play and yeah you know uh it's hard but uh we'll figure it out we'll figure it out that's good <laughs> that's yeah. uh that's exciting i, I uh, last time i well, this 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 Christmas break, we're gonna go to the in-laws and uh, staying there for an entire week, and they're kind of gonna be working. So uh, my wife and I, we will have a lot of leisure and time to ourselves where we can play a lot of games. So we're definitely gonna be um, bringing some of the ones that we have not had the chance to there's play your, through. There's your chance to play Lisboa Trap. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna only bring, bring Lisboa. <laughs> it's gonna be the only choice. <laughs> Yeah, we we need to get that game in. We definitely need to get it. Uh, I need to get you a game of on Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so speaking of games, um, we played on the weekend the White Castle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my my current uh, Japanese theme game uh, binge. Yeah. And um, that was an interesting game. We actually ended up tying. We were tied. Yeah. Which was. I thought you were going to win, mm-hmm. but then I managed to get that third gardener. That was, which was seven points. Genius, yeah. And ended up tying, and mm. then you beat me on the tiebreaker, which was the uh, the time of year track or whatever it's called. Yeah, it was. Uh, I got lucky by being able to get through one of the barriers by having enough. Uh, what are those tokens called? Those daimyo seals. Daimyo seals, yeah. yeah so so what, I had what did you think of that game? Nine turns, that's it. It was uh, it was tense from the from the get go, especially in the very beginning. I didn't know what to do, and I somehow got the first player. I was I was 
taking the first turn without necessarily knowing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Um, so that was, it was, and, and knowing that that was one out of my nine turns, I yeah. was just looking for the one thing that would uh, bring me the highest ROI in regards to like how, like how many things, how many chain reactions I could yeah. uh, bring from that single turn. And I was just like looking at the different uh, actions and I was able to, somewhat figure it out i i hope yeah um, that's definitely yeah. the name of that game which is like you gotta do as many things in one turn as possible yeah uh, and eat and build up to it the um, chain even reaction. if you yeah. gotta take one turn that's slightly suboptimal but it sets you up for three or four actions on your next turn yeah it's mm-hmm. uh it's really interesting I would say people should try it if you know that feeling you get at the end of a game where you feel like you haven't had enough time to do what you wanted to do. Yeah. Lacerda <laughs> games are all like that yeah. at the end, right? They always end sooner than you think. Mm-hmm. This game has that feeling from the beginning. From the beginning. <laughs> because you know, like, yeah. oh my God, nine turns. Nine turns is all you've got and all you have, all you can deal with. Yeah. So, so my daughter was like, it's only nine turns. Are we going to be done in like 10 minutes? I'm like, uh, but each turn is like hardcore. So we yeah. were definitely not done in 10 minutes mm-hmm. i i think um it reminded me of it, it is um uh vital lacerda has a couple of like lighter games like bot factory as well as the other lisboa market one i i'm i'm imagining i haven't played those games so i don't know but i'm imagining that those lighter vital lacerda games are gonna feel this way um hopefully i mean i i want to get uh, bot factory is something that i've been kind of mm-hmm. eyeing a little bit to yeah. probably get i don't have that many of that like mid-level uh, mid heavy games that are crunchy like that yeah um so yeah, yeah definitely something that i can speak more about once i play the game for sure for yeah. sure and uh you've also been playing a game called sherlock holmes yeah sherlock like, holmes. all week you've been playing that all week uh well it's it's uh, the main reason why we've been playing it all week is because we suck <laughs> We're terrible. So, like, is it a co-op game where you can lose? Basically, is that why you guys? It's a co-op game. It's it's like reading a novel together. It's like a detective novel where you go from a single one place to another place on the map of London, uh, where basically like uh, all the neighborhoods that Sherlock Holmes uh, would visit. We are basically um, uh, one of the assistants of Sherlock Holmes okay. going through the city and like finding evidence uh talking with uh suspects or talking with people that uh, would give us clues um and uh, we would ultimately then find uh the murderer slash the the ones that we would say that these are the most probable likely okay. people that have committed the murder slash like side quests as well and uh, we were just very bad at it we so just, is it like a yeah. campaign game where you get a sequence of mysteries to solve that's right. Yeah. So there are 10 of them in a single box. Oh, okay. So it's to, yeah. They, and they have, uh, so this, the particular box that we have is the Carlton House in Queens Park. Uh, but there are like five boxes like that. So five times 10 games each game. We ended up spending about like, so, so we, the first time like that we dug into it, we thought we would be done by an hour and a half. But two hours had passed, and we were not even close to where we thought we would be. So there's um, a yeah. time limit by which you're supposed to accomplish these things. No time limit. No. Oh, okay. So like you, you just guys just played for a long time. We just played. <laughs> we we were just sitting there, going from one clue to another, and not getting even remotely close to where we needed to be. And then uh, we would 
basically need to continue on with the game, then my wife would want to go to bed. So it, it <laughs> so was. You guys aren't good detectives. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's we were, what you're saying. We were terrible detectives. Oh, compared to Sherlock, who was able to get it by with five clues, we spent twenty uh, clues. That reminds me of a game that we played as a family called Chronicles mm. of Crime. Oh, and it was yeah. basically you're trying to solve a crime, mm-hmm. but is it's a, it uses the iPad, mm. and so you have to yeah. scan QR codes of cards that come with the game, oh, and yeah. they're you know suspects or whatever, and then it gives you like a thing, and then you do have a timer which determines your score, yeah, how many moves it took you, and then you can use the iPad to look around the room. It's kind of oh, cool, virtual reality. Yeah, yeah it was actually cool. very yeah. cool, except we were just really bad at it, <laughs> and so we weren't enjoying it because we were so bad. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool how it used the iPad to like yeah. look around the room for clues and then you would get those cards that have those clues and then scan the QR code. Huh. It was pretty cool. That's yeah, that's very neat. Yeah, uh, we're just what... not problem like detectives. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure uh well well come well my wife is very good at um uh, escape rooms and whatnot, but I, I'm terrible at it. So yeah. I think we yeah, we tried to do like I, I thought that she would be able to just get it from the get-go but uh, she she had a hard time as well yeah all right all right but it's a fun game it's a it's definitely highly recommended for people looking for co-op games for yeah. sure we're also not very good with co-op games mm. we're not very cooperative <laughs> <laughs> so anything that involves cooperation tends to fall down in our household fair enough fair yeah <laughs> not for everyone so um i'm in the middle of a game of brass birmingham with my mm. daughter my mm-hmm. daughter who's nine surprisingly good at board <laughs> games and uh, we're just in the kind of first third of the rail phase mm. and um i'm quite a bit ahead because i managed to build cotton in the first phase but oh. she's being super aggressive in the rail phase and snapping up a lot of things and making quite the comeback putting some pressure on me okay so uh yeah. we'll see how it ends up um but she got a little bit of a gap to make up so we'll see mm. but yeah yeah, so uh, Brass is probably still at least top three game for me, mm-hmm. if not maybe my favorite game. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing has dethroned it. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's just a super, super well-designed, tight, strategic, very tactical um, uh, game that's, again, not super hard to play, but it's just the strategy and tactics in that game is... is I haven't found a game that really matches it. So there are two um, kinds of people. There are the people that discovered Brass Birmingham before it came to fame through the BGG number one and all that storm of Brass Birmingham like fever across the world and those that knew the game uh, already like before that fame had arrived and they, they were the ones that kind of started the storm almost. Like which which group do you fall under so i was before mm-hmm. uh, i discovered it because of the world series of board gaming because it's one of their 16 games and mm-hmm. then um and then i managed to get a copy because it was impossible to get a copy right now yeah. they've actually just a whole wave have just come out they just re-released roxley re-released a bunch so you can get it easily right now amazing um yeah. but yeah it, and um so and then it, and then it got to number one on board game geek and everybody wants it yeah. but you know i think it's you know, board game geek ranking is is very black boxy. Who knows how they come up with that? But it <laughs> yeah. does influence what people buy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And but you know, not everybody's gonna like it. I don't think. Yeah. Um, no, not at all. 
because it does take some brain power and some time. It's a heavy game. It's, yeah. it's actually it's such a great game. Mm. The other thing we played just quickly the other day when you had 15, 20 minutes was some Dice Thrones. Uh, have you ever played Dice Thrones? It's basically a battler where you're like, we have uh, the Marvel Dice Thrones. So yeah. we were, uh, I think I was um, Scarlet Witch and my daughter was Spider-Man. Ooh. And you're just rolling yeah. dice and trying to s- roll the dice into patterns. And you're uh, playing, you have yeah. abilities that trigger based on what dice you roll and you're just trying to kill the other person. Um, so it's a really, <laughs> it's actually quite a fun game. It can be very competitive. I think there are mm-hmm. dice thrown tournaments. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's a good thing just to break out when you got like 15, 20 minutes. That's awesome. I, I was about to, uh, similar to like in the, the superhero theme, I was about to buy Villains, um, the card game that was, uh, it, it, they were selling for very cheap at uh, the Winners where a Christmas shop where all the all the gifts that you can ever imagine is at winners so uh but uh yeah out of the, there were there was the yeah the box of a uh, villains game mm-hmm. like we don't have any like marvel character driven games at in our set yet so i was i was about to buy it uh wife had vetoed it for now um she she told me to wait until <laughs> <laughs> until we have actually played through all the games that we own right now first uh, but maybe 2024 might be the year. That's very soon. Yeah. <laughs> so the the um, they just released the X Men Dice Throne, which is a whole bunch of X Men characters. I do like X Men because I used to read X Men comics when I was a kid. Amazing. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, it, it actually not just like a battler anymore. There's like a campaign as well with it, with like oh. missions and stuff like that, which yeah. is interesting. Um, but I don't. I don't. That Dice Throne box is super big. I don't oh. think I have space. <laughs> I don't have space for another giant box. Ginormous um, boxes. Yeah. But yeah, these giant boxes. Mm. All right, cool. So um, this week we're going to talk about um, why board gaming. Why and board gaming? Yeah, so mm-hmm. basically we want to talk about why would, why did we and why would one want mm-hmm. to do, want to play board games instead of doing other similar kind of tabletop type hobbies mm. what we like about it what we don't like about it yeah uh, maybe do some comparisons to some other things that we have played mm-hmm. and uh just i guess also just generally plug it so i mean if you're listening to this podcast you probably already like play board games but yeah. you could use these things to uh you know get other people in it because that's what it's all about growing the hobby mm-hmm. yeah so i think it's going to be a good discussion so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back Right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Two Asians, one board. Hello. Today's episode is on why board gaming. And um, I guess, you know, we should just define what we mean by board gaming. Because there is a vast you can, type of... Yeah, uh, yeah, you go everywhere from, you know, Game of Life, mm-hmm. Monopoly, yeah. to party games like mm-hmm. Sushi Go... You know, technically, like Magic Gathering is kind of like tabletop gaming. It's not really board game. Um, All the way to, you know, Lacerda games and hardcore Euro games. Mm -hmm. And I know that some people refer to games like Game of Life and Monopoly as Ameritrash. (laughs) I don't really like that term because it's kind of derogatory. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's just because a lot of those games are designed by American companies, whereas, I mean... I guess originally Euro games came from Europe, although yeah. 
many Euro games do not come from Europe anymore. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, it's and no they're not necessarily that. trash. There's just they're they're just built for a different purpose. Mm-hmm. And you know, part of the problem with the hobby, especially when you start getting into medium and heavy games, is there's this elitism sometimes that develops it's like oh you don't play heavy games therefore you're not a proper gamer or mm. you're not as good as somebody who plays heavy games which is completely ridiculous yeah no that's uh, not true at all because yeah. everybody likes different things in life right mm. so anyway so we won't call them ameritrash but what we're talking about is kind of mostly um it, it is like the board games that usually involve less luck Mm-hmm. And more strategy, whereas games like Monopoly, game of like basically just rolling a dice yeah. and doing what the doing what the space tells you. So that's what we mean by the board gaming hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that involve a little bit more strategy. I think Catan is where uh, I I feel like there's a lot of it's it's more in the former, but also like it it's a it's a very good gateway game that set you off to into more of the complex board gaming world for I sure think. for yeah. sure and we're gonna do an episode on what we like what we feel are like good gateway games mm-hmm. and um so that'll be a fun episode to talk about um and um you know that obviously there's luck in every game mm-hmm. you can't yeah. really have a board game without any luck in it's fact the that moment would probably you, be a yeah, bad game take it <laughs> take the luck component away it just doesn't become a yeah. It's not fun anymore. Yeah. Like it, yeah. But you definitely don't want a game that's just completely luck. Yeah. Right? And there's no skill at all. Anybody can win. Um, For sure. Which is kind yeah. of what things like Game of Life and yeah. Monopoly is yeah sidetracking a little bit i thought for the longest time that the game of life was actually a japanese originated game but i think that's because i've only known game of life because <laughs> you come in, from japan, in japan <laughs> called jinsei game and i i yeah i thought that it was like and like the whole like colorful rolling thing it was such a japan like it it's very similar to what i would see on japanese tv mm-hmm. and it was a board game exactly like that so i i thought like whoa this is uh like for the longest time i thought it was japanese but in reality it was it was not i think it yeah uh, is it originated from europe do you know i don't i thought i always thought it was milton bradley american but oh, i don't know okay. that for sure actually yeah so like Monopoly, like these are popular games. I mean, how many versions of Monopoly are there? Too I don't many, know. Too many. <laughs> tons and tons and tons. And you know, with the right crowd and in the right mood, I will play those games, no mm. problem. But yeah. I would rather spend a couple of hours playing other games. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now that we cleared that up, basically, um, you know, so why board gaming over other tabletop hobbies? Have you had other? tabletop gaming type hobbies so i know that you had warhammer for oh yeah i'm gonna talk about that in a minute yeah (laughs) but like tabletop why like i i think i had some card games that i was very into like the the Oh. i had like a whole like junior high high school phase of Oh spending yeah spending way too much money on like all all (laughs) my like all the like yeah like spending money that i got from parents i would just it would flow into Yu-Gi-Oh cards like money turned into paper cards and i was very content with that yeah um and uh and like to be yeah. fair like i liked magic and i even actually started playing it again recently with my daughter and oh, nice. stopped again mm. and the and, and and i think for me the these collectible 
card games, basically, like Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. and Pokemon, all those things. Yeah. They're super good. They're well-designed. They're tight games. They're tight but games, But just yeah. the constant cycle of expenditure. It's, yeah, you basically, the moment you're one, like, generation behind, you have no uh, chance of winning yeah. against that next generation. And, like, we lament yeah. about 60 bucks for a board game. That could be, like, a single card. Yeah. If you're yeah. really... $60 like, could be a single card. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just... And, and yeah, well, well, we, well, we keep buying board games. Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. But we're we're getting different experiences every time we buy a new game versus That's right, yeah. just a different card. And yeah. I don't know, it just didn't doesn't feel that good anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're spending your parents' money when you're a kid. It's a little <laughs> bit different. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But uh, like, I think I think when it comes to like uh, different from board games, video games, like when it comes to uh, something that I played a lot with friends was uh, something that is the most similar to board game is Mario Party. Like it's like a board game on a screen and also like it's it's a bit like monopoly where you're just rolling a dice and playing some mini games yeah. and it's it's a bit of a party yeah. uh that lasts for about two and a half three yeah. hours and uh, i'm still yeah. a big gamer i played you know three hours of games today that, mm-hmm. that's just kind of like a for a different time in a different environment you know yeah. if i'm gonna hang out with some people i'd love to play a board game. i'm not gonna sit there and play a video game necessarily mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. not the kind of video games i like to play anyway yeah <laughs> um, so so yeah warhammer so warhammer, yeah, warhammer yeah. 40k age of mm. sigmar these tabletop miniatures like mm. war war games yeah i played a lot of warhammer in school stopped for a bunch and then i've been playing warhammer for the last like 10 years again and only recently just kind of gave it a break yeah um 10 years and you know content creation i was running tournaments it was like my big hobby yeah and in and then board games came up while i was still into warhammer and Mm -hmm. the reason i dropped that again it's got that collectible card game Mm -hmm. constantly need to buy Mm -hmm. and like nowadays a single miniature can be like 60 dollars really a single one oh yeah a pot of paint can be like 10 dollars and you it's constantly changing so you constantly have to buy new stuff and you can't play anything without painting and that takes a lot of time and it's all it just feels too much like a rat race Mm. even worse than card games right because each miniature is guaranteed to cost you that much money whereas some of the cards are really cheap right yeah yeah um so yeah it's just eventually it got too tiring Mm. to keep up with it Mm -hmm. and then i was enjoying board gaming and 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 doing this yeah much more and if i had three hours to spend on the game and that's the other thing the games were taking super long yeah if i hadn't mm-hmm. spent three hours i'm gonna i want to play like on <laughs> mars or something right like yeah uh-huh. just have more fun doing it mm-hmm. and with more people mm-hmm. you know and less mm-hmm. confrontational you know yeah <laughs> um also the dice rolling kind of gets to you after a while i would i would still love to uh get like play a dungeons of dragons type of like i although yeah is is there similarities between like dungeons and dragons and like warhammer as an example or is is it not really not a campaign not really to warhammer yeah but dungeons and dragons um and i did a lot of that as a kid too not Mm. recently would be very similar to some of the bigger campaign slash legacy games that you can play now like gloomhaven Gloomhaven, yeah frosthaven Mm -hmm. yeah that's probably the closest you can get to playing DD without actually playing Mm. DD. it takes away a lot of the upkeep and the dicing and all that and replaces it with some neat mechanics so 
Um, actually, I think a friend of mine has a copy of Frost Haven. It's never been opened because we were going to oh, play really? it as uh-huh. our group, you know, our Gloomhaven yeah. group, and never yeah. got around to it. So maybe I'll get it <laughs> off him and we could play. I'm sure my daughter would like to play too. Yeah, that would um, be a fun game to play. But that's yeah. like the closer you get to playing D and D without mm-hmm. actually playing D and D. Have you? So you you did play D and D quite a bit then, like a lot when you were kids. But yeah. you know, when you're young and if you don't have a good, more mature dungeon master, yeah. it's just not good. It's all about the dungeon master. Yeah, nobody yeah. has any yeah. imagination. Every Everyone mm. just wants to win and not die. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you don't get immersed into it. You know, it's not like yeah. Stranger Things a mm. lot of the times. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's not like that. Um, but and it's not like Joe Manganello's uh, D&D basement. Mm. <laughs> so you have mm. to find a really good group. Yeah. And get really into it. Yeah. And, and yeah. put effort into developing the, the world. story and the world. Otherwise, yeah. you're just writing things and rolling dice, which yeah. could be fun too. But mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what did you like specifically then about board games? Like, right. what is it that hooks you? You know, we talked about why you may not like doing these other things or why you gave them up. Mm-hmm. So I would say for me personally, it's... I hooked you recently. Yeah, it, it so was like, recent. What, it was what only, is it that did it? it? It was, we were, so my wife and I were looking for a hobby. We shared... To do together. To do together, yeah. Like, uh, we shared very little... Like we had very little overlap in regards to hobbies and things that I, I love music. I love certain sports. She loves painting and she loves, uh, I guess she works a lot. So it's like she doesn't necessarily have, she has uh, hobbies, but she doesn't have the time to do them. And uh, the one night that we came over uh, playing Wingspan, uh, it just was like a nice, like concentrated, like two hours of time that we got to go go from learning a game, learning the engine building and everything around it, and then playing it and then coming to a conclusion at the end. Uh, so so really the, the 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 brainy part we love to like figure something out and uh, kind of be in competition against like, one another. It's like solving a puzzle. Right? Yeah, exactly. Solving I got a puzzle. X number of turns and I gotta do this in that amount yeah. of time. And then you do it better than someone else and that that's like um, that competitive feeling or of being like able to win against each other was nice and fun as well. Um, and, uh, but, but it's also what I like about board games and the hobby itself is you get to go into different, um, almost like specialties of like fields of things. Like wingspan is all about birds and, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, things, the, the game that you mentioned earlier, brass Birmingham is like, you're, you're like a trader and you're kind of like dealing with economics and how, how to export, import everything, like all the production of things. Um, and you, you kind of become a specialist in that that strange uh, world that you would otherwise not never really be part of. Um, and uh, yeah, that that really that really inspires me to want to get all kinds of different games. We actually go out the way to make sure that we're not getting too many games that are about like the same similar yeah, yeah, yeah. too similar of a theme like Vinios and. Uh, viticulture are very similar in theme and we had to pick one or the other um, or my wife made me pick one or the other <laughs> um, and like there are similar things like that but um and and not not saying that you need to pick one or the other but like it's it's nice to be able to have the different variety of themes that are just so vast yet you you get to learn the mechanics and you get to learn how to play through a full full game of 
like weather machine as an example is like fixing climate change like how how uh how often can you say that you fix climate change in a two-hour game yeah so that's something i enjoy <laughs> so like for me i mean because it really came on during the pandemic mm-hmm. i think um what big part of it was like 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 you so it was something that we could do at home when we couldn't go yep. out <laughs> and everybody in the family could do it and we could all have fun mm. and we had like a ton of fun playing clank legacy for example yeah and um nobody else played warhammer mm. my, my wife if you just said warhammer she would like <laughs> you know punch you in the face like uh-huh. not a game for her but she likes playing board games mm. and my daughter's super into it too and so it's a family thing that we can do and yeah we play multiple board games every week just mm. in the family. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a big part of it. And that was a lot of timing too because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I personally love the visceral side of board gaming. Mm. I love how it looks. Yeah. Especially when the game is really nice. Mm-hmm. The bland games, I actually tend to stay away from them because I don't, I need to look at this for like two hours. It needs to be nice. Mm-hmm. And, and I really like the feel of you know wooden components or you know like the feel of cards like mm. i like the the touch of the games yeah and um i really like it's like opening the games mm-hmm. punching the boards yeah. wrapping the plastic <laughs> that sucking sound when you pull the cover off mm-hmm. like yeah the, the the smoothness or how the how even like how the rule book feels when they use that special kind of linen paper. Oh man, yes, like I like yeah. all these kind of small visceral things that you might actually never never think about. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you can almost like savoring a bowl of ramen. If you just mm. when you're opening a new board game, you get a quiet little booth and you just kind of like, whoa, that's nice. <laughs> Getting and, the full uh, flavor. Yeah. yeah, I just got a new game today and I'm like, I can't wait to like open it. I don't even know Unwrap what it looks the plastic. like. Plastic, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I really like, like you, learning about new things. Mm -hmm. And I have used board games to teach my daughter lots of things. That's Mm. probably why she's pretty good at math. Yeah. Is because from a young age, we were playing Quacks of Quedlinburg, and she was learning what the probability of pulling a bust out of this bag is. Oh, my goodness. Based on how many little tiles she has left in the bag. Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely taught her how to read. Yeah. You know, this is why she knows the word logistical. Logistical. We're talking about Kanban and the logistics department. What, you know, what does that mean, daddy? You know? Yeah. Um, Not many nine-year-olds. Yeah. We teach her about capitalism and like immigration and fiscal policy because we need to play hegemony, you know? So I think I love the theme and certain, there's Mm -hmm. obviously games that are more thematic than Mm -hmm. others where the mechanics match the theme where other games are more abstract but i really enjoy a game where the mechanics match the theme even Mm -hmm. if the game doesn't end up being super great like Mm -hmm. barcelona is a good example where the game is not super good Mm -hmm. but it really feels fun playing it because it's like you're building barcelona yeah and And lisboa is kind of like that lisboa is kind of like that you're clearing the city and you're building a city yeah yeah making sure that all the rubbles are gone and then you're putting markets there. and when they put effort into the rule book to give you some of that thematic background too Mm -hmm. like in barcelona like in lisboa yeah it's like 
it's really good. You can learn a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I like you. I like the puzzle-solving element. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm a scientist at heart, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I got, like, that, like, White Castle. Yeah. I got nine turns. Yeah. I got to do this and this and this so what is the most efficient way of doing that i remember playing wingspan with one of my colleagues he's Mm. an engineer Mm. um and i could he he this was like the first real board game he played Mm because that was my gateway game yeah and i could just see so he says so how many turns do i have i'm like okay you have like five four you have this many turns and he's like okay and i could see like the gears (laughs) turning in his head he's like how many resources do i got well, how many cards can I pick up? And then he won. And yeah, he of basically like solved the puzzle. <laughs> well, uh, that, that yeah reminds me of my engineer friend that is in New York. Um, and he I, I bought him, like, he let us stay. And New York is expensive to stay at. So we were, the least we could do is buy a board game for them, yeah. uh, which uh, we introduced him to Wingspan as well. And he now, after a year of playing Wingspan, he now has all the expansions imagine, imaginable. Um, in, <laughs> like He has one game and one game only, and that is Wingspan with all the expansions. And he has an Excel chart, Excel sheet uh, with the number of times oh, that he has boy. played it, uh, what exactly all the actions are that he did. And like he has like everything figured out exactly how that is taking win. into the hardcore you got an excel <laughs> spreadsheet to track your results that's right yeah oh man that's taking it to the degree i i also just like collecting stuff mm-hmm. yeah so when i get into something as my wife would tell you i go hard so mm-hmm. when i get into board games i go hard i want to learn all about these board games i want to get a whole bunch of board games and and like i go hard and i really like just collecting stuff um, it's now, a I'm beautiful not, housing decor almost just, i just personally by, just find <laughs> it beautiful i'm not sure my uh, my wife would agree but yeah seeing the shelf there with all the games on it yeah. you know although she was the one who wanted to make sure the similar size boxes were in the same section so, okay yeah well, yeah so she me. had a decor perspective <laughs> there as well in regards to the board games <laughs> And I really enjoy the social side of it. Mm. So, for example, yeah. I'm playing Warhammer. I'm playing against somebody. Even if it's my friend, it's, you know, if that person's not having a good game, maybe the dice is bad or just yeah. not feeling mm-hmm. good. Like, it's not a, that actually that enjoyable an experience. Mm-hmm. But being able to play with even people you don't know, but mm. the social experience of it and everyone's just having fun, whether you win or lose, you know. Um, I think that and teaching new people and seeing them get into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's really a big part of it you know? i can see that yeah definitely um, not to diss social gamers hmm. uh, uh, uh solo gamers solo gamers because yeah. i understand why people would play games solo yeah uh, that's just not for me yeah um but um, i tried a couple of, well for me it was out of necessity that like i i was looking for people to play with and either nobody was available or interested and uh yeah. usually my wife is the only one that would play with me like on a regular basis yeah. so um but she had exams and like yeah. things that she needed to focus on. So I, I tried out the solo gaming and I actually enjoyed it. It was um it it's definitely not it's it's a different different it's a different type experience. of experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sometimes a game is actually very different mm-hmm. solo. Um, yeah. it's not just the same game with one person and the yeah. AI because there's only so much you can do to it's truly for... it truly becomes a puzzle solving yeah. when it's a solo game. Yeah. yeah. And I find, you know, I've tried some of the solos and sometimes the solo is actually a bit too random for mm-hmm. me. It's like, yeah. oh, like nobody would actually do that in right. like an actual game, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a bit random. But mm-hmm. um, 
But yeah, I can totally see why people do it solo, and that's a totally different aspect of the board game experience, which is yeah. awesome. That mm-hmm. you know you can have games that fulfill all these different things. I mm-hmm. love games that feel a little bit different at different player counts because mm-hmm. then you can tailor your experience, right? Yeah. Um, and um, and you know some games will definitely work better at certain player counts than others. But yeah, yeah. those are kind of the main reasons I really like this hobby. That makes um, sense. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's probably similar reasons to a lot of people. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I really oh, I really like that. The visceralness. <laughs> the touch, the sight, the sounds. It's like, yeah. Hence yeah. why you, you really, I guess, got into the collecting of all the Vitala Serta games. Because they're just so beautiful and very quality. tactile. Yeah. And, and you know, we'll, we're going to do an episode on components and deluxification. Yeah. But mm. I'm probably one who likes deluxification because mm. those components tend to feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what, you know, we have to present both sides of the argument. Yeah, what definitely. Don't <laughs> what like don't you like about board gaming? Or is there nothing you don't like about it? Well, I mean, so I think, I think you may have caught on to this. Um, I have the fact that I needed to play solo games because i couldn't find people to play with find people to play it's like it's um yeah finding people that like who are also around to play at the same time that you have exactly (laughs) and and like when you like there are there are times with video games you you want to play something you sit down you yeah press the on button and you just go play it whereas for a board game you really need to like there's the communal aspect there you need to make an appointment with a certain number of people if not you need to be comfortable enough to to find like a friend or uh, a group that uh, like a group of strangers at times to play board games with and that are into that same hobby there's that there's that like step out of your comfort zone type of effort that is needed to to be able to have like have that um have that experience on a regular basis yeah and i think that's why it was cool that we could just set up a thing where we're like okay sunday night we're gonna play games yeah your house my house doesn't matter you don't need to clean your house exactly you don't need to host (laughs) buy food and drinks we're just gonna you know you're gonna be over mine i'm gonna be over at yours doesn't matter we're just here to play games and yeah so then there's no burden it's not a burden really yeah uh actually something to look forward to right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah but that is a big problem right it's tough like especially with the medium to heavier games yeah it's very hard to find people that are willing or like after like having it once is like is usually the torture risk part where you need to explain through everything people are still figuring things out but then if the second time doesn't happen the first time was kind of a bit of a waste almost yeah, yeah especially yeah. with the bigger games and, mm-hmm. and it's even if it's just purely time yeah yeah um, exactly yeah and it's that investment right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think um one of the reasons and we're gonna do an episode on this but i find like the it's actually hard to get the more popular games and Mm -hmm. um and especially if you want to support your local stores unless they're on the ball they're not getting those games and that's true you know you want to get this game but you can't get it anywhere you have to Mm -hmm. try and trawl the internet to get it and so actually i find availability is one of the things that I don't like constantly trying to find the games mm-hmm. that I want to play. I mean, yeah. yeah, I can go to a store and there's like 400 games I could buy, but 
I don't know. I don't want to just buy a random game, right? Mm. I don't want to buy the games that everybody's playing and talking about. Mm. And there's a lot of that, right? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. social media, the YouTube, all there's tons of that. Yeah, yeah. And, Constantly uh, new games coming out. Yeah, I yeah. don't like the FOMO feeling where it's like Kickstarter. So if you don't kick it, yeah. you, you, you're not going to get the good bit of the game or the best mm. parts of the game. And or you got to wait two, three years <laughs> for the game. And it yeah. might not even show up on your doorstep I, mm. I really i understand why there's kickstarter but yeah. i really don't like that side of it yeah i have one kickstarter that uh, i i just received an email saying your like uh or, like your uh game will arrive november 2024 and i was thinking to myself i won't be even uh, i i'm moving next year so i won't be even in the same house <laughs> like how do i change addresses in the midway through was uh, what uh, was going through my mind but yeah definitely like the availability being able to access those yeah. games when when people are talking about it or when you want to play it it's definitely harder than yeah compared to other things yeah so it's not really about the playing the game experience itself but those are aspects of the hobby that kind of uh i, I don't really like mm -hmm. but um you know i put up with because i enjoy playing the game so much mm -hmm. yeah um so why medium why heavier games because we're both kind of heavier gamers we mm -hmm. will gladly put in that time to learn <laughs> the games and spend three four hours playing the game mm. um so why why those games in particular you really like so i would say like um the the things that i like about board games in general is the whole like escape and like i i spend way too much time on screens throughout the day with my nine to five job and also like just social media and whatnot in general and being able to have like a chunk of time that for the, that I uh, where I'm forced to get away from everything else that that's going on just focus it, it's a bit like golf I'm, I know that you don't play golf but golf is basically like where you're focused on a single ball going from point A to yeah. point B like in this humongous place it's it's like such a waste of space but also that could be argued uh but like it's sim it, it's that similar sensation where you where everything else in the world pauses for a second uh, and you get to focus on this very little thing yeah. uh achieving those goals on the board game and uh that that's that that's uh, especially had in medium to heavy games i uh, I find um, and the lighter ones uh, which which has their own place where where you want to be multitasking doing other things while also playing games catching up with friends while also playing a game as an example is possible with the lighter ones but not so not so much with the medium yeah sometimes you're playing you know you're playing weather machine and you need to focus silence <laughs> yeah. between turns because everyone's just thinking so hard about That's what right. they're trying to do yeah but then, like, an interesting thing is when we played Hegemony, which is a pretty heavy game, the mm -hmm. four of us, that was full of banter. Yeah. Chris was like, no, you can't do that. What? You said you were going to do this and you're going to do this. How come you're not supporting this bill? You know, so that was actually a really fun experience. It was not a only, long but social game. It was yeah. long and thinky. Yeah. But it was super, inter like, socially interactive. Yeah, interactive um, game, yeah. And um, so that was that was super fun. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. I like I like for the same reasons mm -hmm. that you like. I like the puzzle of it. I like mm -hmm. to use my brain, even though yeah. I use my brain so much of the day. <laughs> it's just like an extra different kind of brain burn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's definitely not something you want to do all the time. No, but yeah, no. generally, if I have the time, I mm -hmm. will 
go towards a heavier game rather Mm -hmm. than say multiple smaller games Mm -hmm. Mm um and i just like the puzzle of it they also tend to be the games with more components and that Mm -hmm. adds to the visceral thing that i already said that i like about board games yeah um and um i like that there's usually more mechanics that interact in ways that you got to figure out Mm, yeah and that maybe sometimes it's just you figuring it out, or sometimes people are messing with it, and you got to figure out how they're messing with how it, or how you get can away. mess them yeah. back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that's you know, like just I just like it a, a little bit more complicated, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. a little bit more difficult to figure out. Yeah, I really like having to work at something to be better at it, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. you are rewarded if you're better at it. Yeah. Yeah, you can see that improvement. Yeah. yeah. Like, you get better at it. Like, um, me and my daughter were playing Arc Nova a bunch mm-hmm. of times over yeah. the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. And our scores were getting better and better every time. Because yeah. yeah. we're figuring out how to play this game and what not to do and what to do. Mm-hmm. Then we're figuring out, well, actually, secret ways you can mess with the other person. Yeah. Or, actually, you would do that instead of that. Because, mm-hmm. actually, that it doesn't matter to you, but it makes the other person's life harder. And yeah. it like it, it. That's just one example of where you know repeated play makes you better, and that yeah. if you're better at it, like I would expect if us to played against somebody who first or second or third time, that we should win. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like it should be guaranteed that we should win. Yeah, yeah. Um, knowing what you're doing, the strategy around it. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. while that doesn't necessarily help get people into the game, I think yeah. if people are gonna like that kind of game, they're gonna like that kind of game, whether they win or lose. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think those those are the main reasons why I like the heavier games. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just really like a lot of stuff, too. You know, stuff. All the little components, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like stuff. Yeah. Um, so, why should someone get into board games? We're going to sell the hobby to people. If you're listening and you're mm. not really sure, why mm. should you keep going? Why Why should people get into board games? That's yeah. I can I can make a sales pitch. Make a sales <laughs> I guess pitch. elevator pitch. <laughs> elevator pitch. Um, I guess I guess. Uh, so some things you already mentioned. Do you have kids? Do you have? Uh, do you want to stay away from screens or also like exploring different themes that you haven't really had the chance to explore before? Um, like I, I find that all of those things. They're like board games. I. I feel like I'm a TV ad to some extent. Board game is the solution. <laughs> Get a board game and spend two hours away from a screen with kids educating through something that you can do together. Um, also, um, yeah, it's it's right, especially right now in like the the 2000s, like lately the the, the past years, the the board gaming industry has been expanding so much oh, with. Yeah. All kind of, the pandemic, I think, helped where a bunch of people that had board game type of ideas just kind of came together and um, jotted down that on a piece of paper and actually started developing those games as yeah. well. Um, so it's a really exciting time to get into board games with such such variety of, of themes, of yeah. talent. So many yeah. games. Pure so many. talent that yeah. is out there. So that, that's, that's why I, I would say now is the time. There's, to a, game, get into board there's game. a game out there definitely for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, all the things that you just said. Uh, for, for me, it was really nice for, for my daughter. Mm-hmm. We get the teacher math, reading, 
Mm-hmm. Get the teacher, you know, uh, critical thinking, mm-hmm. capitalism, appraisal. <laughs> get the teacher about capitalism, yeah. uh, and, and you know how to think about a situation, make a plan, think ahead, mm-hmm. how to how to win mm-hmm. gracefully, yeah. how to not be a sore loser. Those mm-hmm. are big lessons. Yeah, how to interact with other people mm-hmm. in a pleasant manner how to concentrate for Mm. more than half an hour on something yes um in in order to achieve a goal you know Mm. these are all important life lessons that um you know it's just another avenue of teaching these things in a fun way Mm. um and so that was one of the big reasons that um we really picked it up so hardcore Mm -hmm. um but that's definitely something i mean if you're looking for an activity to do with your kids yeah you know, and we're gonna do an episode on this games for kids. You games don't need to to buy the you the know cheesy versions. little kids games. Yeah, mm-hmm. just give them the good games to play. They're yeah. smart, and they will learn. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised; they yeah. will beat you. Yeah. <laughs> I In don't other know. Words, do not listen to the fourteen plus or like the yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the age thing that totally does. And that's obviously it's got mature content <laughs> yeah. in it. But yeah. like, yeah, my my. I guess you ate at the time, beat me fair and square at Kanban, which is a very complicated game. And yeah. uh, so, you know, kids are smart. They're smarter than you think, and mm-hmm. they can really learn from playing board games. So, that's okay. A good yeah. So, um, uh, that's kind of the end of the show for today. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening. Follow us at Two Asians One Board on Instagram and listen to the podcast. Follow subscribing. Leave us comments and reviews. Uh, hopefully, eventually, we'll have questions from listeners or yeah. comments or feedback that we can read back live on air. Be the first one to ask. Be the first one. Yeah, we'll, we'll shout. We'll give you a shout out. And uh, stay tuned. We'll have our next episode out in a couple of weeks. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. All right. See you next time, everybody. See you next time. Keep playing board games.